Good evening, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are joining from. Come on in for conversations with Nikkei. Share, tag, tell your friends. Great to be here, yes. In every circumstance. Germany, Vanessa Gold from Germany, you're welcome. Modupsi from Dallas, you're welcome. Come on in, come on in. Tell me where you're joining from. <laughs> from Lagos, yes. From London, mm-hmm. On the mountain top. Nadi Josephine from New York. Courtney, Florida, welcome. Lagos, welcome. Right now. Hope Alive from Lagos. I see you. I see you. Chicago, welcome. London, welcome, welcome. London, I'll be with you on Saturday. And I'll talk about that later. Femi Along. You're joining us from Ghana. Awesome. Good. And Stevens, I see you. Yes, you're my daughter. <laughs> Ogun State. Lizel from South Africa. God bless you. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Lagos, Nigeria. Destiny. Makodi Benue State. You're welcome. I'm already chosen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Baltimore, Maryland. Are they doing U.S.? Yes. Coming, coming. I think I should type the topic and pin it, right? that yes we're chosen we're loved Bournemouth UK I hope I'll see you on Saturday Jebode Nigeria love it love it with technology we can connect from anywhere in the world it's pinned thank you that is we are loved that song Jaira by Chandler Moore says we are chosen we are loved and that is it you're loved you are chosen Irene from Ireland you're welcome Jumoke I see you <laughs> Ooh, glory from Canada all right now let me jump right into the message Bimpe, I see you Gege. Mm -hmm. yes 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for this moment in time. It's an opportunity. It's a beautiful one to be able to connect, um, to be able to come together from around the world, just to share, just to have conversation. Father, thank you, because uh, this time you would open our hearts. You will heal us. You will touch us. We'll connect with you. Um, we'll have answers to some of the things we are going through. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Have your will, Lord. In Jesus' name. So I've titled this The Mess Message and the Messenger. I'm sure you're wondering, what kind of topic is this? It came into my heart to share this and just to um, talk about the fact that we go through life. We go through ups and downs. I mean, if we'll be very honest, thank God for the word of God. Thank God for the opportunity to speak life, <laughs> you know, over our circumstances. Um, thank God for the opportunity to say, hey, I'm in a mess. God, get me out. Help me. So it is not, an, it's not a crime to be in a mess. It's not a crime to have issues, okay? But what we're looking at is how to get out of the issue, how to be sorted out, what do we do when we're in a mess, what do we do when things go south, um, who do we talk to, who do we hold on to, um, what do we expect, what is our mental state in that situation. You know, so many things going on in this day and age. And it's not only in times like this. It's, it's life. It's always been like that. I mean, if we go to the book of Genesis, I remember now that <laughs> even God, permit me to say, in Genesis 1, is like there was a mess. Okay, we may not say he was in a mess, but there was a mess all around him. It was dark and chaotic. The Bible says the earth was without form, it, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. It was without form. Other translations say that it was chaotic. There was chaos, you know? So it's not new to God. The chaos you're going through or that you've been through is not new to God. It has not taken him by surprise <laughs> because he knows the earth was chaotic. It was without form. And the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And he got to work. He began to work, didn't he? He began to work. He began to work. He began to call forth because everywhere was dark. He was in a mess. The world was a mess. It was a mess. It was dark. And then he began to release the message of light. He began to release light. He said, let there be light. He began to say, let the earth bring forth plants, trees, and all of that. So we have established that it is not a crime to be in a mess. We need to be less judgmental towards people, towards ourselves, when we find ourselves in a mess, or when we are going through situations and we don't even know what to do with it. God found himself in a mess. There was a mess all around him right from the beginning. Everywhere was dark, but he released a message. What, do we want to begin to define what mess is? 
Do we want to begin to talk about, oh, my mess is messier than yours. My situation is messier than yours. But people seem to profit from the mess, from so-called mess, stigmatizing what people are going through. People seem to preach, stigmatize or profit from, oh, these people were friends or they were married and they broke up or they're the verge of divorce and all that. The blogs carried and all that. And I'm not here. I'm not hitting on the blogs or anything. Everyone has their profession. The news must go out, right? Whether it's good news or bad news. But people seem to profit from mess and negative news from, than from positive one. I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe because I don't know. Is negative news sweeter in people's ears or what? But what I'm trying to say is that we're establishing the fact that it is not new to be in a mess. It is not new. It is nothing to be ashamed of when you find yourself in trouble. When you find yourself in a situation that is um, adverse. But what do we do from there? What do we do with it? How do we handle it? Um, um, who do we turn to? Um, um, God didn't sit in the midst of that darkness. He said, this whole place is chaotic. And he said, what? Let there be light. So he sent forth a message. A message came forth. You see, we can stay on the issue of mess for a long time, but I'm going to move on to that. I don't know what your mess is like, and I won't begin to define it. I won't begin to say, you know, you, there are things you've been through. There are things I have been through. There are things you are going through right now. You're like, God, how do I get out of this? This is messy. This is, this is not good. This is not looking good. Blah, 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 blah. So we're not just going to stay with that. Because there's always a way out. Oh, hallelujah. There's always a way out. So don't um, beat yourself up for being in a mess. Don't, I don't know what you've defined your mess as. You may say, call a certain delay a mess, but it is not. It's a delay. You might be there, you found yourself in trouble, and you're probably about to be sentenced to prison or something like that. It's a mess, yes, but it doesn't end there. It does not end there. I have seen that. Don't, you know, you can tell yourself that, oh, mine is the worst situation. But no, it is not. It is not the worst situation. People have been through things and they have come out of it. You are not the first and you won't be the last. And so we have to come to the point where we realize that. It's not to deliberately put ourselves in messy situations, but to realize that, you know what? It's okay. That mess does not define me. The chaos and the darkness of the world did not define God. He did something about it. He said, let there be light. So when you find yourself going through, and this is because we have been through stuff, we have been through covid in, 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 in this past three years, and they're still lingering, you know, here and there. They're still saying some places where mass do a test, you know, the, the things are still lingering here and there. And, um, <laughs> but we are not paying that. We are not, we've come to a point where we've literally mastered it, right? We're like, is it COVID? Mm. If you catch COVID today, now what? Okay, it's now like a flu. It has been reduced. It has been pummeled of course when it was raging people died it was really bad but now it has been reduced 
to a flu. It has been really, I remember the first year of the COVID, I'm not claiming that, oh, oh, prophet or whatever, but I was praying and one day I said, this thing will be reduced to a flu one day where we just go and get over the counter drugs and just use it like you have a headache, get Tylenol or Panadol and you move, you move. One day it's gone, two days, whatever you're gone. It's not something that's going to kill us. And so the mess does not define us. Your mess does not define you. But own it, own it. Say, don't deny it. Don't be in denial. God was not in denial about the darkness that covered the earth, the chaos that covered the deep. He did something about it. He said, let there be light. He said, and there was light. He saw it and it was good. So goodness is going to come out of your mess. I understand Isaiah chapter 1, 61 verses 1 to 3. He says, to give beauty for ashes. And the oil of joy for mourning, ha. the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I mean, for me, it came to a point that I realized that, okay, this is where I am going to pitch my tent. This, my calling has to do with this, bringing healing, being called to those who are maybe more marginalized, you know, those who are more victim situations, those who are more needing healing. Um, <laughs> you said my favorite scripture. Yes, okay, you know my favorite scripture because that literally is where my calling came from. It's not Isaiah 60 verse 1, arise and shine, your light has come. Yes, I know that is major and we talked about that last time. But Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3, it is where it said the spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To bind the brokenhearted, to bind, that is to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. To proclaim the acceptance of the Lord. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. That means that I will find people around me that will mourn. Where they are mourning, that's where I am supposed to go. Oh yes. Because many people don't come around you when you are mourning. But yes, when there is a party and you are rejoicing, yes, they come around. So again, each person has their calling. And for a long time, I used to think that, ah, is it only the offense? Is it people that there's something wrong? That's where my strength comes and that's where I must be. But if that's my calling, it's my calling. I'm, I'm also with those who rejoice. I'm also with you when your things are, you know, high and, and beautiful. I love to be there. But many people are used to, on a given day, if I wake up and there's a birthday party to attend, I say, I'm attending this one. And then, oh, there's a, and then there's also a funeral or someone just had an accident or lost. Or, you guess where we go? Guess where the old people say, go to that one. Okay, if you can still go to the party, I'll let you go. But there'll be plenty of people, a lot of people at that party. But how many people will be with this person that is mourning? That is just my calling. So, I pray that the, there'll be more rejoicing than times of sadness or times of us needing comfort. But that is just the truth. That is just the way it is. And so I have come to realize that we should not stigmatize anybody in a mess. We should not stigmatize people struggling with their mental health. We shouldn't stigmatize people who are struggling with their physical health or in any shape or form. Please. Ah, because we all have our issues. If you don't have one right now, I'm not saying you will have one, but I'm just saying we've been through stuff. And the things I've been through in my life up until now, I found that because I was primarily called to women, and for a long time, yes, I have men following me on my Instagram is 58% women and 42% men. So it's still um, not totally women, like where you have 70, 30. So, but the thing is that I found that 
in my life, especially after I got married, I found I went through a lot of stuff. It came to a point that I realized that, okay, it looks like I'm going through some of these things. So that I will be able to comfort other women. I'll be able to comfort people who go through similar things. It looks like even without sometimes suffering the whole hog of certain issues, um, I can understand. Because you see, if you don't go through anything, you may not be able to understand with people. All right? Yes, even married for, for example, I'm married to a fantastic man. And, but yes, he knows and he lets me speak authentically. He's not perfect. He's not a saint. So I know what it means to struggle in marriage. Yes, not necessarily, okay, divorce. I don't have to get divorced before I know what people who are separated or divorced go through. Because I have felt it, but I didn't have to go totally on into that path. Okay. I've known just a lot of bits and pieces of what people go through in life. But many times, the glory there is that many times we don't go, we don't look like what we have been through. Hallelujah. Your mess is meant to be a met, is meant to metamorphose. <laughs> I'm reading what somebody is meant to metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Aha. What he's trying to say is that it's meant to translate into a joy and into a new level. Yes. I don't want to take too long talking about mess, but I want us to be comfortable about being in maybe a messy situation or something. It is not the end of the world. You are not the only one going through. I, if I tell you what I, I won't even tell you what I've been through, um, even in just, yes, we don't look like our scars. Come on, preach for me, Jumoke. Who else? It is conversation. So I'm expecting you to be interactive. We don't look like our scars. But yet we have scars. So if someone says, oh, you know, this, 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 oh, you failed that exam, you will and you'll be like, okay, yes. I failed the exam and it was an event. Failure as an event is different from failure as a person. I failed the exam, I'll write it again. Oh, I'll adopt that course, I'll go do another one. Excuse me, which one did you try? Sometimes people don't try anything at all, but they want to begin to judge you because you tried something and it did not succeed. Thank you, my sis, Nikkei. It's meant to transform us. And if she knows, she knows, Oremi, <laughs> you don't know who she is because I'm not going to mention her last name. Yes, we pray about the mess we are in. Do you have that prayer partner? Where you onboarding with her, you say, you know what, Ore, I am in soup right now. If God does not help me, I am in a mess. I said, don't worry, let's pray. And we encourage one another. And what happens? You have strength. The mess may not go away immediately, but in that moment, you have strength. Hmm. I'm seeing people here. Smart steward. God bless you. Failure is an is different from yes. Events will come and go. Things will change. It's a temporary situation. It will go. You are not the only one. Ah, uh, you are not the only one. So stop crying. Okay, if you cry a bit, just a bit, eh? And wipe your eyes. So eyes. So I won't say stop crying because sometimes some of us need to cry, and that cry is like a release. It's like a release. You cry, you flush it out. Don't stay in the cry. Don't cry for five hours. Five minutes is okay, but I won't give you the time because I can't tell you how long you know it would take for you to heal another. But what I'm just saying is that don't stay there. Don't stew in it. Get up. 
Yes, we learn from the mess. Thank you. People here are preaching good. So someone says, the mess creates the message to prevent others from getting messed up. Ah, ah you have jumped to my next note. You have, yeah, people here are preaching for me. Oh my God, this is great. When we leave the mess, what is the next thing? The message. What is the message? Your message will come out of your mess. We grow through these challenges. We don't come out of the mess the way we entered it. Come on. It changes us. Oh, it changes us. I am tempted to share something that happened to me just a few days ago, but I don't know if I should share it. The devil is a liar. Every mess has its expiry date. The devil is a liar and he does not stop trying to, trying to look for ways to get us into a mess. But the Spirit of God is always looking for ways, and the angels of God are always looking for ways to lift us out of the mess. They're always looking for ways whereby we will have a testimony and give glory to God. Ha! Pastor Belinda. Ha! Thank you, my sis. Ah, ah! I think I once said to her, Pastor Belinda, I said, you, you don't look like you go through anything. And your Instagram page is always looking, pass, pass, pass. Emancipate me. <laughs> She said, ha, it's not like that, PN. That was some days ago. She said, I said, I know you will go through some, but it's just that it doesn't look like it. Everything, you always hair on point, palm on point. You know, some people, they are like that. They have that gift of this. And my friend, uh, Pastor Belinda is like that. Jacket on point, everything, pom pom. And it's a gift to be able to put together your out, your clothing, your makeup, you know, everything. Just always looking very smart. I know I'm not looking bad myself, right? But I'm not sure I fall into those category of, you know, fashionista where everything is pom, pom, pom. But I know I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay. I won't come on tacky and all that. But some people have that gift. Every, and then you will think that they don't go through anything. Ah, uh ah, -uh, no, the wig. Mm-mm. Pom, pom, pom. Don't be deceived. We shouldn't judge from the externals. The thing is that they've mastered the messiness. They've mastered it. They've decided that, you know what, Satan, you can't, I'm going to move. No matter what. I used to be very emotional. I used to be one of those people. The mess, I'm like, ah, I will find me crying. Like, what is this? Oh, my God. Ah, that was one time early in my mind. I said, this one, I've entered one chance. Hell, I'm sure some people are wondering, ha, how can you call your marriage one chance? Yes, I once thought that to myself. Early years of marriage. Just the bear. I'm not giving away too much, right? I'm just trying to show you that I have no messiness too. I'm like, God, this is one chance. You didn't tell me it would be like this. But to the glory of God, we move, move through the mess. You come out on the, out, on the other side. Come on. And when we have that attitude, the enemy now realizes that, oh my God, there's nothing I can use to get him down or get her down. Oh, there is nothing. Because she's full of the word. MSC, she has mastered situations and circumstances. Ah, let me go and look for those who are easily shifted, shifty. Let me go and look for those who are easily tossed to and fro. Let me go and look for those where when I just do something small to them, they just throw their hands up in the air and say, Lord, I'm not serving you again. In fact, I want to backslide right now and the enemy will be happy. But then there's some people, he has tried you, Satan has tried you, but then you are still standing. It's like, oh. Even though she's in a mess, but look at her, she's still smiling. Look at her, she has bounced back after 24 hours. And she's in a mess, so oh. 
Oh God, I can't, I can't deal with this one. The Satan will just leave you for a, a season because you cannot budge. Because there is someone who is in that fire with you, who is in the, the deep waters with you and will not let you drown and will carry you until you come out. It doesn't matter. Some may say that my mess has been prolonged. It's been prolonged. You don't know how long I've been in here. Don't worry, you're going to come out of it. So our mess becomes our message. I want to, there's a woman in the Bible, this woman, and we don't even know her name. Can you see how messy her situation was? They didn't even think that they should bless us with her name. In um, John chapter four, we call her the woman by the well of Samaria, right? <laughs> and we didn't, they didn't think they should tell us her name. Eh? At least uh, Ruth, we knew her name. She was in a mess, but she followed Naomi, right? And she eventually met Boaz. We knew her name. Deborah, we knew her name. Even Jael. This one, we don't even know her name. But that's not even important. We know her story. And that's in John chapter 4. And you read the whole chapter. But from about, you know, <laughs> chapter 7. said, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone away to buy food. But the woman said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink for me, Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Uh -uh. He said, give me a drink. Four words. This woman just, how many? No, 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 no. I don't know. Maybe like 40. How is it that? Yes or no? Hello? She could not say yes or no. She was in a mess, emotional mess. And we are not here to judge her. We had to just unpack a little bit of her and see what similarities we might have and see how she got, you know, how she came out of it and how she moved to the next level. Did the Bible say, let your yes be yes and your no be no, no. Give me a drink. She could have said, no, um, I won't or I can't or okay. Okay, without pleasure, you know, or something like that. She could have said, okay, here you go. She went on a long storytelling. And the storytelling <laughs> was, was, just, it was just off. Who are you? You, you are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Why? You are not even supposed to be talking to me. We have no business. We have no dealings. Blah, 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 blah. Very toxic. Her mouth was toxic. Her heart was toxic. Because she was what? In a mess. And when we come in contact with people like that, or sometimes you might be the person who hurts someone because hurting people hurt others. I've been there on both ends. But when someone hurts you, your co-worker, you say good morning, and you, your co-worker looks at you funny or whatever. Then you take offense. Have you stopped to think, maybe he's in a mess? Or maybe she's in a mess? But we don't stop to think because we are thinking, even if they're in the mess, why should they take it out on me? I said, good morning. I said, hello. And the least they could do was reply. You know? But when people are in deep, when they're emotionally mixed up and life is happening and they have a lot going, they may not even see you. They may see things they should not see. His crime was that he asked for a drink, but she didn't recognize that he could give her living waters. She didn't recognize that he was not an ordinary man. 
She didn't recognize that he was a prophet. She didn't recognize at that time that the answer to her mess, her coming out of the mess, <laughs> depended on him, that he could bring her out in a moment. He could lead her out. He could give her wisdom. He could give her a miracle. She did not know. She was not discerning. For she was what? Stewing in her mess. Emotional mess. It was a turmoil. And it was a mess that had to do with relationship. We know. And that impacted on her. Maybe every other thing. Probably her job. Because she was by the well. Maybe she came to fetch water for herself. Maybe she came to fetch water for her employees or whatever. You're right there on your job and your emotional life is impacting on your job. Hey, stop and let God help you. Begin to heal so that it doesn't impact on every area of your life. So you're able to maintain your job because one mess could lead to the other. And so he said, give me a drink. And she said, who, who are you? Do you know, you, you shouldn't have any dealings with me. After all, you're a Jew. She recognized he was a Jew. She's a Samaritan. There's a way they look. There's a way. So she recognized him that they've come again. This one doesn't even know his level. Jew is coming to talk to me. <laughs> oh, see how my life is. Go, 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 go. See, eh? if you reject someone's proposal, you don't have to be toxic. He wasn't even proposing to her. He wasn't even asking anything. But in her mind, she thought, oh, it is a man. He's coming. He's one of them. I beg, I know your type. And so she thought. We don't have to put what we... We don't have to take out our pain on other people that have nothing to do with our pain. We don't have to. But sometimes, it's like we can't help it. Because of what we are going through. And what haven't we gone through, even with COVID-19? Many of us that look okay. Many of us that something happened. Many have bounced back. Many have not fully bounced back. Because trauma happened to us. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And the enemy doesn't stop. He wanted to keep her in that mess. But that day was her day of deliverance. And not only deliverance her day of a shift where she would receive her message. Pay attention to the mess you are in. Get ready for the message that will come out of you. Have you had delay of any sort? Have you wept through the night of any sort and you have come out on the other side? Pay attention to people that are going through that. Have you gone through a delay of the fruit of the womb for years and years and years? And you're hearing that nod in your heart to reach out to women, to men that are going through. And you think that is not God? It is God giving you a message because you know firsthand the pain of going through that. The pain of having no money. The pain of trying to pull off an event and nobody came. Yet today, your event is jam-packed. It's full of people from all over. And yet sometimes you get a nudging to teach people how to create their events. But you think, no. Let me just keep holding my event. Let me keep holding my event. I mean, it gets bigger each time. It gets bigger each time. But have you even stopped to not think that there could be a message in there for other people to show them how to plan, to encourage them that this is how you grow from small to big. And so she, Jesus said to her, we know, you know, he said, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that saying to you, give me a drink. You would have asked him. And he would have given you living water. The woman said, 
Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where do you think you get that living water? She was still arguing with him. This woman was in fighting mode. Do you know people like that? Always ready for a fight. They say one, they give three. Always ready. Please do not blame them. And do not blame it on their temperament because we have different temperaments. Yeah, yeah. We have quiet people. You say one, they don't say anything. But what they have said inside them, if they say it out, you will run. What they have said inside them as they're looking so quietly, you're in trouble. But because of emotional turmoil, she had decided, you know what? Anybody I see that looks like a man, I'm going to, if I'm going to deal with them, anyhow. Have you heard people like that? And so she gave it back to him again. This is him still trying to lure her that ah, I have a special grace. I want to help you. She's like, oh, please, please, please go. What do you mean? What do you mean? Living water. Where is the living water? Do you even have a bucket with you? You have nothing to drop. This man, Jesus, was thinking spiritually. She was thinking physically. She was on the carnal level. She was on the physical level. She was not connected. She was not getting it. Because the mess was deep. It had blurred her vision. It had distorted her discernment. And she couldn't even care. She couldn't even pause to think, oh, living water? You mean you can give me living water? She didn't even... Yet, the abuse continued with her mouth. She had the wrong message in her mouth. He said, where will you get the living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? Even Jacob drank from this well. And his sons and his livestock, you, you are saying you have living water. Living water, go. Deep water's name. Get out from my front. <laughs> Even if she didn't say it out, she said it inside her. Maybe she said it, but John, the writer of this chapter, did not write it. Did not record it. You know the gospels were written by the disciples of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's why they're so similar. Each person wrote their account, right? But who wrote it? John, yes. But the thing is that they were not around. Why? Because they went to buy food. But when they came back, they saw him engaging this woman. They saw him discussing with this woman. And they were wondering, ah, who is he talking to? Of course, by the time they moved close, they must have listened to the conversation. And they were recording it in their minds. And so they reported it. Or maybe they asked Jesus to fill in the gap. Anyway, the woman eventually now said, because he said, he kept on preaching to her. He had a message. He said, whoever drinks of this water will not thirst. Whoever drinks will thirst. Whoever drinks from this well will thirst again. You will keep coming back. But if you drink of the water I give to you, it will be in you a fountain springing up to everlasting life. You will keep drawing on it. You will keep drawing on it. And that is it. God wants us to keep drawing from that well of joy on our inside. If you have the Holy Spirit, you can keep drawing and keep refreshing yourself. Even in situations you find yourself. You are not hopeless. You are not without hope. You're different. So the woman said, Sir, give me this water so that I will not thirst again. So I will not come here to be drawing water. Now said, Aha, you're getting the message now. Jesus said, Go and call your husband to come here. And the woman said, I have no husband. Jesus now said, What? He said that. You have said well. At least you said the truth. That's one thing you are honest about. Today, she was honest. She said, I don't have a husband to go and bring. Because Jesus said, call your husband. Because Jesus knew where he was going. Conversations are good. Yes, like we're having conversations with Nikki. And I'm still going to see our comments. I don't even know how this thing is. 
He was having what? A conversation with her. He was having a conversation with her. He knew the conversation will lead. The conversation will lead to him being able to bring the full message to her. Thank you, Lord. I'm scrolling because I'm trying to see your comments, right? So he en employed the conversation style. He didn't just go to her and start preaching to her. Repent today. Repent you, this woman. You have five, you have had five men. And now the man you are with, you are sleeping with him. You are not even married to him. Shacking up. You are a sinner. Sinner. No. He came with style. He came to befriend her, to engage her in a conversation, to get her to open up. And when she opened up enough and said, okay, give me this water, then he knew that he had gotten some inroad. And then, I don't have a husband. He said, okay, you are right. You have said well. Because you have had five husbands, the one you are with now, the sixth one is not your husband. The woman said, What? I hear me. <laughs> My life. You are a prophet. So you are a prophet. Ah, blah, 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 blah. And then Jesus began to share with her. Giving her the message. The eye is coming when worshippers will worship. And at the end of the day, what happened? The, the woman went to town and began to share her message that she had received. She said, Come and see a man who has told me all I ever did. Come and see a man. Come and see. Come to him. Come to him. And verse 39 of John chapter 4 says, Many of the Samaritans in that city believed him because of the word of the woman who testified. She said, he told me all I ever did. Come and see this woman. Because if she says, come and see a man, they should listen. They know her. She has been with men. They have defined her by that. That one, uh. I say, well, prostitute, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Five times married, married, divorce, married, divorce. Mm. No problem. She's now cuckoo living with a man. Or a man is living with her. No matter. Oh, they knew her for that. So if she says, come see a man, a different man, they ought to listen. Like, what? What is she saying? This one is different. This is a different man. Come and see him. He told me all I ever did. He's giving me a message. And they... Many people came to Christ because of her. He gave her a message, literally. Remember the woman caught in adultery in John 8? He said, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. That was her message. Go and sin no more. And so she must have gone. Being a blessing to people. There is a message in you. Let it come out. Pay attention to the mess you're in. Or the mess you have been through. And find out which one, which one is a message supposed to come out. Let God lead you. Start from somewhere. Do not be ashamed of your mess. The mess you've been through or the one you're going through. Don't be ashamed. Other people to have their own. I am not perfect. My husband is not perfect. Sometimes people want to paint one as I am not. Because if I was, then where is the message? Where is... How will, what would Jesus need to come and do in my life? I am not. Thank you, Jesus. And so, she became, she became a messenger of that message. 
Thank you, Jesus. She became a messenger of that message. So now let's pay attention to the message. What is your message? Is your message about healing people financially? Is your message about helping people come out of poverty? My husband likes that one, help people to, you know, just lead. Basically leadership, not even more of the wealth. I love women to know their worth. I love people to know their worth. Not to stay down. To be empowered. That's why I would say, woman, go buy land. Go and buy land. Hello. Empower yourself. Don't remain on the ground. Don't remain small. Don't remain in that mess. Empower yourself so you can empower others. If we know, if we know what we carry, what we have on our inside, I'm telling you, we will rise up. We will rise up. Especially if you're a believer. That living water is in you already. It is in you already. What is your message? After this, I want you to think. What is your message? And don't forget to point people to God. Irrespective of your message. Don't ignore your gift. Some of us ignore the things we're gifted to do. We take for granted our gifts because it's so easy to do. You don't even know that. That thing distinguishes you. Until your friends come and tell you that. You find it so easy to do makeup. You find it so easy to advise people on what to wear. Some of us, we are struggling on what to wear. You easily. That's a gift. Don't look down on it. Don't look down on it. Wanting some big, high, and lofty gift. Ah, I want this person's gift. That gift. Ah, that one that you hold microphone be preaching. That's the one I want. Start with the gift you have. Begin to push that message out. And see how it will link up in God's plan and purpose for you. Now, the messenger. Because Jesus had one message. He said, the Bible says that he, he was anointed. And he went about what? Doing good. Healing those who are oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. That was his message when he was on earth. That was he carried about his message. And then he went to the cross to die for our sins. That was the final assignment. Right? And today, he intercedes for us continually. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Now the messenger. Let's talk about the messenger. Let's talk about the messenger. Messenger, you've been through a mess. You've received a message. Or maybe you're not sure what the message is yet, but as we're sharing, as we're talking, you begin, it's coming together for you. To hone in on your message, to, to, to pay attention to your assignment, to say, Lord, what is my portion? Like for me, I'm fulfilling a portion of it now by coming live on Conversations with Naked to encourage those who are out there who are right on this life and those who will watch it after. But the messenger, let's pay attention that you, the messenger, Jesus was the messenger to her in that story. He brought a messenger to message to her and she came out of her mess. Now, you as a messenger, how do you pay attention to yourself? We said pay attention to your message is not the end of the world. Mm. Even Paul, he did. He said, I will glory in my infirmities, that the power of God may rest upon me. Because he asked that God will remove that thorn in the flesh three times. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. 
and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. That means he got the message. He was like, God saying, on this matter, don't ask me again. But I have grace. There is grace for it. So he realized that was his message. And then he said, okay, I will shine with it. I will shine with this car. If you said you're going to use it, then so let it be. So let it be. So sometimes the mess you're in is the message. But in Jesus' name, we will discern accurately and we will use it and be a blessing to the world. Even the enemy will regret that he put you in that mess. Ah, Kai. Had he known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Had he known. Thank you, Jesus. So you see, turning your mess, turning pain to power, turning pain to purpose is something I'm attracted to. I love it. I love it. Because then you cheat the enemy in his, tra in his tracks. Yes. I see you busy. You said, what is my message? Okay, I think you're just reiterating what I'm saying. Hmm? I remember that you are a sharp threshing instrument. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's awesome. So the messenger, you as a messenger, pay attention to your heart. Pay attention to you. You know, we said the mess, the message and the messenger. Now, these three could have been three lives, three sermon topics, three discussion topics. This week we talk about mess only. The next time we talk about message. And the next time we focus on the messenger. But I've collapsed all the three in one. So you unpack it fully afterwards. The messenger. You as a messenger. Take care of your heart. It says in Proverbs 4. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Guard your heart. Pay attention to your heart. Because you as a messenger, the enemy will want to come and corrupt your heart all over again. Do you think he didn't try this woman? Even as we began to preach the gospel, I've been delivered. Come and see this man. You can also be delivered. You can receive the living waters, you know, into your life. Do you think that the enemy won't try her again? Do you think on some days you won't be missing those men? The sugar daddy and the, the husband she was with or the one she was not with. Do you think on some days, after saying, okay, my life is cleaned out now, do you think on some days she wouldn't have sat there and thought, oh, I'm feeling honey. I'm feeling, mm. And then pick the phone. Pum, 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 mm. I, I didn't delete the number of that ex, so. Out of five of them, there was one that I kept his number in case. Do you think she would not have been tempted to go back into her mess or into the old life? Delete the number, clear everything, clear every, remove everything that will be a form of temptation. Ha! I'm telling you, temptation will come to the messenger, even as you are pairing on with your message. The enemy will come and try to bring a contrary message. But no, the message must always deliver light. It must always deliver light. So pay attention to your heart because if you don't pay attention to your heart, sorrow or backsliding or being downcast or being sad, may, you may want to come again and overcome you and then you go back to your mess. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Be strong and be courageous. Moses said to Joshua, be courageous. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of love, of courage and a sound mind. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says that, I know the thoughts I think of you. They are good and not evil to bring you to an expected end, to give you a future and a hope. So pay attention to yourself. This year, I'm going to pay more attention also to myself as a messenger. In fact, I'm going to be saying now that messenger wants to eat. Messenger needs the spa today. I need the spa. Yes, so take care of the messenger, spirit, soul, and body. Don't burn out. Today, the I read in the news, I think it was on Twitter, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinta, Jacinta Arden, or what's her name? Jacinta. She's a woman you can relate to. She did well during the COVID. She really she resigned. Her tenure is not up until later in the year, maybe September or August. She resigned. She didn't even wait till August. Because if she waited till August, she could just, okay, I'm not running for office again. I don't want to be reelected. But she resigned. Yesterday, she said, by the end, on or before February, I'm gone. Why? She said, um, I can't go on this way. It's too much for me. She was confessing her burnout. Someone may think that's cowardly. But no, this woman was speaking her truth. And people have different views about her. So I'm not here to debate whether she did well, she didn't do well, or whether she, I'm not debating her. I'm not a fan of hers, and I'm not an enemy of hers as well. But many comments were like, oh, she knew she would lose elections anyway, so she just chickened out. Oh, the whole world was singing her praises, but the people in her country didn't like her so much. So some were like, okay, well done, but good readance. Your COVID regulations were too strict. You literally locked us up. You literally, but they had one of the lowest, lowest COVID numbers, uh, deaths from COVID in their country. I think 2,000 or something. Though it's not a very big country. They have about 2,000. United States had 240,000. So she was amazing in that respect. But some didn't like it. Some liked it. But the main issue here is that yesterday, she came even with tears in her eyes, you know, like to announce to you. People may say that, ah, Crocodile tears or whatever. But the thing is that very authentic woman, though a prime minister, female, <laughs> but that's how she lived her life authentically. But what I'm saying is that she was admitting to burnout. She was admitting. She didn't say she was burnt out, but she just said, I can't go on. It's too much. I can't go on. So she didn't wait till she collapsed. She didn't wait till she couldn't even make a speech. Maybe things going on with her mental health. And this is what happens to people who care a lot. Yes. I've many times been at that verge of that burnout and all that, if not being careful. Caring. I don't know what your calling is. I don't know what your temperament is. My calling, I know, is to care, but I've got to watch it. I've got to put boundaries. And many times it was very difficult for me to put boundaries in place. Everybody, yes, this one needs, I'm dead. This one, I'm checking on, checking on you. How are you doing? Every reply is in the, but, but I had to put boundaries in place. That it can't be 24, 7 access. I'm human. But people like us, many times we are most frightful of the fact that how can I say no? Oh, they think that, oh, maybe I'm no longer anointed or I'm no longer a caring person. Meanwhile, the care work You've even gone beyond what the average person would do. But no, self-sabotaging, that voice will be telling you. Even the Satan will be telling you. Because if he can't get you to be moderate in something, if he can't get you to have a balance, he could let you go ahead and um, take that gift 
or take that work to an extreme so that there's no balance in your life. So, okay, you say you're a preacher, right? Preach on! Preach on! Be going, 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 and not have time for your family, and not have time for your children, that he will not go and wait for you there. And you now say, I'm using the gift God gave me. Can you see that? So if the enemy can stop you in doing certain things, you'll say, oh yeah, overdo it. If I let it become so imbalanced, let it become toxic. Let it become even you're doing the one God didn't send you. This woman said, I'm stepping down. And for me, mm, that's courage. She didn't hold tight to the power. She didn't hold tight and say, we die here in office. Then I will struggle till my tenor ends, so I finish gallantly. She has already finished gallantly. The girl said, you know what? I'm stepping down. After all, she has a deputy, right? She didn't hold time to hold on to power. I'm not talking about anybody, oh. I am just saying that the messenger has to take care of himself. Pay attention to the messenger. President of the country, yes, you have a message. But that message too should not destroy you. Pay attention to the messenger. Read the word of God. Fill your heart with God's word. I'm preaching to myself too. Fill your heart with God's word. Yes, sometimes it's a struggle. Pray. You're going to work. There's no time for prayer, even if it's just five minutes. Pray. Go to work. Pray on the way. Commune with God. Read. Relax. If you can relax at the weekend, take some time during the week. Do what works for you. Pay attention to the messenger. Because if the messenger falls off the horse, if the messenger dies due to overwork, disease, or whatever, then the message is gone. The message goes with the messenger. you gone. Then we have to look for, oh, who else has this message? Oh, who else will now be preaching to us about wellness? Oh. Who else will now be encouraged? You know, you'll not be looking for another one. And trust me, people will look for another messenger. Oh, sharp, sharp. Haven't you noticed in offices? Someone dies the next day, they're recruiting. They, ah, why you, and we just put out the vacancy. You will just say, let's put out the vacancy while we are still saying RIP. RIP. But that will not be your portion. I'm preaching to myself too. Take care of the messenger because you are the messenger so that your message can go forth. Because the moment you leave this earth to go and be with him in glory, the truth is that, yes, you are in glory, looking down on the rest of us, but there is no message to preach anymore. <laughs> Someone said, this message and this vacation. Yes. Oh, yes, I'm a real woman. <laughs> Spirit, soul, and body. Yes, I'm your mom mentor. Mm-hmm. Where will this replay be? It will be on my page because I'm going to save it now. It's three minutes to one hour and I'm going to round up now. Questions? Any questions? Oh, wow. Yes. Hannah says, yes, it will be on my YouTube channel later on. Maybe in some hours or by tomorrow it will be uploaded on my YouTube. But when we finish, I'm going to save it immediately. So you can go rewatch. When I save it immediately, make comments. Go make all these things you are typing here. Go comment there. And tag your friends so that they could come. She prioritized herself and her mental health. Yes, girl. She did. You can't give what you don't have. I mean, some of you ought to join me on this live. Oh. When will I start taking guests on this live? I'm seeing you people. Jumoke, I'm seeing Sister Tony. I'm seeing... You need to... I'm... Okay. Let me see if anybody asked. Request to join. Ah, oh, and the time is fast spent. Request to join. Who wants to join? 
Okay, yours. But it says you're unable to join, so you've left. Uh huh. Someone said they want to join, but they've disappeared. Why? Huh? Sometimes, because I want, before we run out of time, from about 40, 45 minutes, I would like people to join. Bring you on. Okay, there's someone coming in. Someone asked a question. You say your name is Jedidaya. Please ask your question again. Type it immediately. What's your question? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. There's a question angle. There's a question mark here, but I can't. It says nobody has sent a question. Uh, I can't see. Teresa, did you see the question? Text it to me. So I look at my other phone. Ah, yes. Okay, who is this? I can't see your face. Where are you joining from? Is there power where you are or something? I accepted someone's request, but we can't even see her face or hear her voice. So, um, who else wants to come on? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Where are you? So someone asked a question. I can't see the questions. Uh-huh. Okay, someone said, with a lot of time wasted on, on our roads in Nigeria, how can we strike a balance? Okay, with a lot of time wasted on our roads, how can we strike a balance? I don't know. This person that is trying to join, okay, remove yourself. I don't know. How can we strike a balance with time wasted on the roads? Okay, because there's traffic, there's road works going on. I know Lagos Ibado Expressway. I mean, various roads we know. Well, I think while in traffic, while wasting time, so-called wasting time on the road, maybe you're going to work, coming from work, and you should spend 30 minutes, but because of traffic, you spend four hours. For me, Menga, your phone, your AirPods, listen to music. You need to have playlist if music is your thing. Listen to YouTube. You have data on your phone, Wi-Fi, YouTube. Listen to messages. Go on Instagram. Go and listen to conversations with Nikkei. Uh, do you hear me? <laughs> with that would last you maybe uh, 15 minutes to one hour. Read a book. Uh, if you are not the driver, that is. Um, call your friend. Use that traffic time to clear some things. Go to your notes. I have this place called notes. I look at my to-do list. Hey, which one can I knock off while I'm in this traffic? Ah, lots to do. Oh, lots to do. And the good thing is that we all have Google Map and all that. So before leaving work or before going to that party or before going to wherever you're going, you can actually look, even if you are not the one driving and you're going to be driven. Um, um, Love Clinic from Atlanta. I love you. You can always plot the map and see how many minutes it will take you to get there, even though you're not the one driving. And if you're the one driving, definitely you need to know. And to always show you the traffic, the red map. So you already, okay, it should take 35 minutes, but this looks like it's going to take two hours. Plan for it. As you set out, plan for it. Adjust yourself. Since this is traffic day, no problem. We will gain some things while we wait. Ah. We gain some things while we wait. That is very important. 
Oh, we gain some things. During pandemic, we tried to gain things. We got used to technology. Many of us mastered our social media to use it for good. Ah, learned things inside the house. We, that is the thing. We must always turn a mess to message. We must always find a way to turn something around. Now, some of us, what we can do in traffic, how you get a balance. You can call your children if they are at home already, help them with their homework. Okay. FaceTime, uh, 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 what's it called? WhatsApp video. Mm-hmm. Rome, okay? <laughs> Peter, what are you doing your homework? Let me see. Oh, yeah, bring it. Use part of that traffic time to just with them, commute with them, knowing that maybe they would even have slept by the time you get home. Use part of that traffic time to communicate with them. Okay, that's true. That's true. So, thank you, Jumoke. Use part of that time. Even you can use part of that time to sleep. If you're not the one driving <laughs> and the driver or you're in the bus or whatever, just say, okay, this is, is there's going to be traffic or we're in traffic. Uh -uh. <laughs> Position yourself. Take a nap. Hello. By the time you get to your destination, you should be a bit refreshed. Because out of the four-hour traffic, you slept two hours. Uh -huh. That has impacted on your health. Think of creative ways. Ah, Gain things while we wait. Yes, are we not women? Even men too. We multitask now. We know how to multitask. During traffic situations, multitask. Worst case, sleep. Yes. Don't say, oh, I just slept. No, that sleep has added to your health. Oh, yes. That's the balance we're talking about. <laughs> Pray under your breath. If you are, the bus is full, at the room, pray under your breath. You'll just see your mouth moving. That's if they even see, because they too, they are doing other things during traffic. And if you know there'll be traffic, send you go to, if you know there'll be traffic, then buy your food, your snacks, your water. Do that while you're in the traffic. So by the time you get down from the traffic, you're not angry because you'll be able to say, I did this, I did this, I did this during the four or three hour traffic or one hour traffic. Okay, some questions were sent to my phone by my PA. It says, how do you create a message for your platform? How do you create a message? How to make a positive impact in others? How do you create a message? Um, why don't we have a lot of women supporting and celebrating each other? Uh -huh. The mess messenger can be a series. Okay, thank you for that idea. You want me to continue with this next time, right? It looks like we've not finished unpacking it. Yes. And then I'm going to invite some of you to begin. I won't just say, who wants to join? Come randomly. I think we would have, would have agreed on one, two, three, four people. At least Instagram Live can take four squares. So that, you know, because a lot of you have a lot to contribute as well um, in what you're going through. So, let me try and answer this question. How do you create a platform for your message? I mean, it depends on what your message is. If your message is to encourage young mothers, because you know how much you struggled as a young mother, and you say, ah, if I knew what I knew today, I'll do better. Um, so that's parenting. If yours is wellness, you were sick, ah, God saved you but now you are healthy, or you are so overweight, and you've lost weight, 
and you you know trim don't hide it put your before or after if there's somebody who didn't know you when you were put before or after i'm telling you it will sell you were i want to help you to lose weight because i was overweight before you know i suffered in shame or da, 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 da. or you may be on the big side and you're confident about it and you carry yourself well your message might be to help big girls to help big people carry themselves with confidence not every big person wants to lose weight or should lose weight not necessarily maybe on the big side and say i'm big and i'm happy so i want to help people who are big not to suffer shame from their size that's the message so whatever your message is which is of course if we're christian no matter our message christ is still we still glorify bring glory to him and win um win people to christ um through our messages eventually people will see your life even your character or whatever and want to be like you and ask you some you won't preach and just ask me ah, you're so graceful how did you and you tell them it's god god gave me the grace you can know him too and you can grow in your own in your own path now someone said how do you create a platform so if that is your message let's say wellness to teach people how to lose weight or how to eat healthy and exercise i'm picking that because that's what many of us uh, struggle with i'm also on that table of struggling with exercise there's a season where exercise i do well, but a season where i'm just like you know how do i be consistent in it create the platform one you can blog if you're good in writing you can use your social media accounts you have instagram don't say they only 10 followers don't say i only have five followers <laughs> king moyo i see you she she knows how to make hair and she's also an excellent admin person create your platform create if it's twitter you like launch it there if it's facebook you're used to and you like i'm used to instagram i have facebook to have twitter but i like twitter and instagram if tiktok is your thing i'm there a little bit but it's not really my thing because huh that one is for, you know, find one or two social media um, apps that work for you and use it. Facebook, many of my generation, they're in Facebook. I'm dead there. I'm there, but I'm like, I'm not there. I'm there. My Facebook page is there, verified page. But my personal Facebook, where your friend, you know, you just rejoin that. I'm not. My generation likes Facebook, but I think I joined Facebook late. And I'm not so much into that I don't have the time for it. Facebook, yeah, it should go beyond your yeah, happy birthday, disabled, Greek birthday, ah, or rare, ah, from way back school and all of that. Now, WhatsApp has taken over that WhatsApp group. The WhatsApp group of your, of your alumni, I'm there. Secondary school alumni, I'm in the WhatsApp. Uh, university, architecture, school, I'm in that one. Apps are all over. Yeah, people use WhatsApp uh, too as well because I've recently realized that WhatsApp stories too is powerful. I didn't used to use stories before, but now, and now I throw up my flyers there. So use, find an app that is good, that you like, and throw out your message. Design flyer, type something, and throw it out. That means you are spreading the message, not even to only people you know, but people who don't, you don't know will eventually come into your space because those who know you would have shared it, would have broadcasted it. Don't wait till you have a lot of followers like me. Ah, oh, look at me. She has a lot of followers. Even with the, a lot of followers too. How many people are on the live right now? It's not, it's a small fraction of those who are there. 
But still, I threw it out because I know once I put it there, someone will take it, like it, tag it, others will see it, and it will be there, and they will, people can keep coming back to it. So that's why I would say, create a platform for yourself. Yes. For you to be asking this question, then I don't have to say, oh, you don't have social media. You have, because you have Instagram. If you didn't have Instagram, you won't be on this Instagram live asking this question. Use it well. Change the name. Create a name. You know, XYZ Business, XYZ Ministry. Create a name for it. And let it go beyond... Uh, and everybody is good, because people are... People need that too. I mean, that support, that, you know, and all of that. But create comedians. They send out their message. They have the platform. Entertainers, ministers. Everybody can have their own platform now. Everything has been decentralized. So I'm going to round up now because we've gone, you know, beyond an hour. And, um, so, so that's it. Yes. So we'll round up now. Thank you, Lord. And everything small will grow as you pay attention to it. Your little plant that you have, as you water it, expose it to sunlight, it will grow. Don't say, this plant that is just here. No. See, this plant I am sent to you, you are mine. You water it, you share. Hone your gift. Pay attention to it. Serve your diet. Serve what you, when you cook food, you serve it. I've served you today and we've served one another. Find a platform, no matter how small. Do not look down on small beginnings. Because it says, do your beginnings were small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. I did not despise the day of small beginnings. 30 years ago, 20-something years ago, when I went into ministry in a small way. So, friends, God bless you. I'm going to end this here, and I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Anyone in a deep mess, those going through right now, God's going through right now, Father. I ask for your strength and I ask for your grace. You said your grace is sufficient for them. And I know, Lord, that they will come out. And I know that they will come out with a message. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that their mess will be turned to a message. And I thank you, Father, because the messengers, Lord, will go to the next level. I declare healing. I declare stability. I speak forth balance. I speak forth light into their situations in the name of Jesus. I speak clarity. I speak joy. I speak strength and encouragement. I speak a new perspective, Lord, that as many as are here and those who will come back and watch this, Father, they will receive clarity in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that each person will do the needful to take care of themselves as messengers. Let each one see themselves as messengers of God. No matter the message you've given them, thank you, Father, for healing, for joy. Thank you, Lord, because for this January even, and for this year, 2023, it's a powerful year, an awesome year. There's, yes, it's a year where there's going to be darkness will abound, but light will abound much more. So the messengers will shine. Thank you, Father. And we give all glory to you, Jesus, who is our ultimate, ultimate messenger. You set us free. You liberated us so we can go liberate others. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, till I come your way again, it's in two weeks' time, Conversations with Nike. 
Someone said there should be mess, mess, uh, the mess message, message and messenger, there should be part two, whatever. We'll see how it leads. But get ready because we definitely will have a guest or guests next time. Bye for now and God bless you. Thank you for joining. I'm going to end it now.